everyone, and welcome to The Motivation Mindset. I'm Risa Williams. I'm a therapist and the book author of The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, as well as my newest book, The Motivation Mindset Journal, your guided goals planner for 2024. And if you're looking for a good way to track your goals in the coming year, please pick up a copy at risawilliams.com or on Amazon. And if you want to use the book in sessions with me, you can join my Get Stuff Done Goals group, which meets every month. And we have one meeting this January. Go to risawilliams.com for more information. And now on this episode, I'll be talking to returning guest Molly Valinsky, a therapist, and Shigo Fasu Ndebane, a writer and PR strategist. And we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions and goals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Motivation Mindset. I'm here today, and we're bringing in the new year. Happy 2024 to everyone who is listening. You made it to the new year. Congratulations. And to help me celebrate is Molly Valinsky joining us from Maine and Shago Fasu and Debane joining us from Johannesburg. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for <laughs> And today we're going to talk about New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions, even that word, New Year's resolutions, right? Spikes people's stress. People tend to put so much pressure on themselves to do really, really intense sounding goals. So I know part of the work I do with people is looking at our goals and thinking, can I go a little gentler and easier on myself? Because as we know, new things tend to stress us out anyway. And when we make things too extreme, that just spikes our stress even more and kind of causes us to shut down and want to procrastinate. So Molly, talk to me a little bit about goals and what you see with the people you work with. Absolutely. I see that a lot as well. I'm <laughs> gearing up for a lot of conversations around this. Um, people have very lofty goals um, and very little patience or compassion for themselves in reaching said goals. Right. Uh, so I've actually tried to approach it in a little bit of a different way. Um, I found that many clients I work with try to set large specific goals of, I want to uh, have this relationship. I want to make this amount of money. I want to accomplish this goal. And I've challenged them and myself to think about it in a bit more of a micro to macro version. Right. What do I want to feel like every day? What do I want my day to look like? Yeah. Okay. If I want to feel more at ease and calmer, what do I need to accomplish to feel that? And then go from there and expand to the month, to the quarter, to the year in that way. I like what you're saying, because in so much of the work I do with clients and what I write about in my books, it's about the feelings versus the things. And I think when we get into this extreme goal setting mindset, we're thinking about the things like I need the things to feel the feelings. And I think where you and I align is that we urge people to say, what do you actually want to feel as a result of these things? And let's work backwards from there instead of the other way around. Yes. And like you said, people tend to go really extreme. And what I find is funny is that they're not going extreme in one area. They're going extreme in like all the areas all at once. I call it like everything, everywhere, all at once, right? Mm -hmm. Instantly. And then we add that piece too, that instant, it has to be now by the end of January. So Sheikha Fossey, what about you? 
Has that ever occurred to you in your own goal setting? Oh, yes. <laughs> I used to be very, um, <laughs> very ambitious. Um, and, and as you said, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Um, but I found in the, in, the, in the more recent years, what I've started to kind of do is, because I think the thing about like setting New Year goals is we are firstly coming out of the holiday season, which is probably one of the most stressful times of the year if not the most stressful it so really everyone is, is. Like quite vulnerable yep. you know depending on what how how your relationships are set up it's, you know it can be a really lonely time and and all of that so I I found what works for me is kind of using January actually as like a month to just reset it's not always easy to really fully rest over the holiday season yeah but I've kind of started to lift that pressure off myself to have all sorts of goals and all sorts of ideas about everything that I'm going to accomplish over the coming new year as opposed to just kind of using that first month to just let me just arrive firstly like feel my way into the year regulate my nervous system if it's feeling dysregulated from the holiday season so I really use it as a month of just extra extra self-care and I find that from that place it feels a little bit easier to kind of figure out what 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 are the things that I'm trying to do in the coming year and how do I want to feel in the coming year and all of that so I just find that there's a lot more space and a lot more time and because it's often coming from a place of just having a regulated nervous system it, it feels a lot easier and isn't as pressured you know I love that I love rebranding January as a reset month like let's just call it that why do we have to hit the ground running so hard you know for a lot of us the weather is cold we're feeling like we need more rest and like you said we often don't want to admit to ourselves how stressful the holidays have been and how we are already at a deficit of energy and like mental space to plan things out. So Molly, talk to me a little bit about that because you do a lot of nervous system regulation with people around this time of year. I actually really love that idea of taking January as a time to reset, Um, (laughs) especially in for all of us, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere and New England where it's cold and dark. Yeah. And lots of people struggle with understandable feelings of depression and anxiety and because of the season and because of the holiday season. So let's take January to just establish a new homeostasis in a way. Um, I love it. I love that we are calling it the reset month. I think we need to spread this virally (laughs) and have people embrace it. We want to do the exact opposite. We want to, during the cold, dark months that we're so tired in, crack the whip and say, go, 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 go faster. Why aren't you doing all these things? And I mean, it's interesting. Why do you think there is that much pressure we're putting on ourselves? Is it really just an arbitrary date that we're just deciding everything needs to change? Or what do you think it is? I mean, I don't know. I can't say I know what it is precisely, but I do find it really curious. Like, I don't know if, you, if the two of you have heard that mantra, like you, you, and you, me. So like, yeah. I think it's just, because for me, I'm like, it's literally just like a turn in the calendar page. Exactly. That's all that's all it is it's just another week (laughs) you're gonna fall asleep wake up on a new day and suddenly like all want to be completely different people right and and I just I, I, I don't know what it is about it but I suppose it's just kind of you know depending on how people's years have gone as well maybe stuff actually stuff that they want to leave behind right and maybe that 
good time to kind of do that, you know. Um, so maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't. I really don't know. What do you think, Molly? Yeah, it is really interesting, and I find it fascinating how we ascribe a lot of hope and opportunity to this new year. Okay, new page, new chapter. Yeah. Let's hit the ground running. And it is really arbitrary of January. Yeah, it is when you really think about it. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a good piece you're saying, the hope, the feeling like I'm going to do this, right? And that's what we need to harness in maybe a healthier, gentler way. Yeah. And I, I think the idea of focusing more on reflection as opposed to planning it, it could be a more helpful way to look at this new year of right. what worked for me, what didn't, what would I like to see change? I like that. Some of those questions. I try to get my clients to do that in December, but it doesn't always work out so well because of the holidays, because they're so stirred up from rushing around, you know, getting gifts, going to events, half of them are on vacation. So maybe that's what January could be a a review of the previous year and kind of reflecting and journaling and taking some time to think, what are some areas I got off balance with? And how can I reset myself, but in like a kinder way to myself where it's not so harsh and extreme, you know, in a way that's going to build that muscle up over time. And that's what's funny to me about New Year's goals is that we kind of just impose this, it has to be done quickly. I think onto it, there's a lens we're looking through where it's not like, okay, I'm going to make these changes and it's going to be over the next year. I think where people fall apart with New Year's resolutions is the time frame is so short. It's like by February, I'm going to knock all these things out. What that does is it increases your own sense of stress and pressure, and then you're going to be more likely to procrastinate and avoid doing any of it. I also think it's kind of interesting looking at it in a sort of seasonal approach of winter time to hibernate, to rest, to relax. And spring is the idea of new beginnings, new birth, new ideas. And so playing with that, I think, can be interesting as well in encouraging folks to take the time to reflect and reset. I like that Mm -hmm. because we're stretching our time perspective out instead of crunching it down. So even if we look at things quarterly or seasonally, you're giving yourself like four months then to figure it out and figure out where you want to grow. As opposed to like thirty days. And um, no, I love I I just love what you what you said, Molly, about about the about seasonal living. Um, and it just it just immediately made me think of cycles. And what it sparked for me also was if New Year's as a concept is a bit of like an arbitrary concept. Actually, I think that there's that that kind of creates room to create our own. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we could. I know what I've kind of done that's also worked for me is like doing end of year challenges as opposed to like these massive I know some people do monthly challenges and that sort of thing I know the first one I ever did was a couple of years ago I did a hundred days like gratitude practice challenge and I did that during the last hundred days of the year and I kind of it was a small thing you know it was just like finding something every day to um to be grateful for I still do my gratitude practice every single day, even now. But I think there was something about starting it at the end of the year. It was like, okay, you know, there's all these hectic things that have happened. And now how I'm going to close out the year is by just finding small things to be grateful for every single day. I mean, I remember the date. It's, it's even random. It's like 23rd of September or something. It really doesn't mean <laughs> anything right. in terms of no major calendars. 
but for me, like it was, it, it was, it was a cool little um, activity to do, and and it's one that that I found like quite helpful. And and I find that you know starting habits at the end of the year, sometimes even like well, just, you know, for me it's been so much better than starting at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, and I think that that's the like the great thing about it was like nobody knew about it. It was my own personal little thing. There was no major like announcement or expectations internally or externally. Um, it was just kind of this private little practice that I was doing. And also because it was a small thing. So when the year in fatigue started to set in and all of that, like it was it was a small enough thing for me to do. So even though I was exhausted, it was it was not too taxing. Right. I like what you're saying because it makes me think that even though we're using the term New Year's goals or resolutions, what we're really talking about a lot of the time is habits right? We're expecting ourselves to adopt a lot of new habits. And as we know, habits can take up to two to three months, sometimes longer to build. So I like that taking the pressure off and kind of just starting the habit whenever you want to start the habit, but then tracking it consistently would be key. Molly, do you have advice for habits? Yeah, I... I, for myself, always give my, if I have a goal for a new habit, I try and cut that goal in half, Yeah, Um, starting off slow um, and giving myself a wide berth for developing this new habit. That's what I like to try and do, at least. I do the same thing. I cut it down and then I stretch out the time. So if I'm saying I need to do it by February, I say, okay, let's, let's look at March or April. Let's give me four months to do this habit. 30 days, I know from experience and from working with so many people over the years, it rarely sticks in 30 days. And most of the time, we're talking like six months of working on it. And people aren't doing it consistently, but then it'll stick eventually, as long as there's some kind of accountability. So that's another piece. If you're going to take on a new habit or a new goal, first of all, be kind and gentle to yourself in the time frame you're setting. And then I'd say the second piece that I found is helpful is accountability. Telling somebody, anybody who is positive and encouraging regularly, they say it'll increase your chances of completing the goal or habit by 95% if you're reporting it to another person, because I think it gets it out of your head and it makes it tangible. Like I'm working on this now, I'm actually moving forward with this. And now I have to tell someone. So for most of us, that's a dopamine hit of like, I had to report it, so I'm more likely to do it now. I know that's a big one for me is is just telling other people or tracking it in a journal so I'm at least holding myself accountable. I agree with the tracking. I'm a big fan of that. I've found that it it does give me little dopamine hits of, okay, yeah, I did do my yoga today. I tracked yeah. that on a app on my own calendar, um, and it... It allows me to also zero in on day to day, not I'm going to do yoga every day for three months. No, I I did it today. And it, it gets us to see ourselves from a higher level perspective. Like this is a journey. If I miss a day or a week or whatever, that's okay. Because look, I've already done a few and I can keep adding to it. Yeah, I, I mean, accountability works like having accountability partnerships that works wonders for me. I find if I'm from either doing the thing with someone else um, or I'm telling someone else, if it's like a habit that I know I probably like, if I, <laughs> if I keep to myself, I will not get it done. Um, and I also find that with something like, uh, like with um, something like exercise, for instance, like sometimes it's just 
you know, as you said, with just being kind and gentle to ourselves, sometimes I think it's just about the actual showing up. Because um, it's not like, again, just on the on the yoga example that you gave, Molly, like if I decide I'm going to do yoga for 30 days, like I think some days like just showing up and sitting on the mat, like yeah. can be enough, you know, like. It's true. One part, a big part. It's it's a big part of forming that habit in the first place. So exactly, I hundred percent agree. Because we're forming yeah. that neural pathway, even just by sitting mm-hmm. there and thinking about yoga, we're forming that pathway in our brain. Like it's yoga time. I don't really have to do that much, but I'm here. A hundred percent. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope everyone out there gets a little boost. Thanks, Risa. Thank you. And Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) If you're enjoying tools discussed on the show, please visit risawilliams.com. There you can learn about upcoming episodes. You can check out my books and you can sign up for my Get Stuff Done Goals group. I'm Risa Williams and we're out of time for today. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 